This is the Hot and Heavy Sex Magic Podcast. Welcome to our healing sanctuary. When you listen to our podcast, you will learn how to step out of toxic sex and relationship patterns. And finally, create soul level connections. This is PMV, your twin flame couple, sharing our hot and heavy sex magic practices so that you can step into your raw sexual expression. Woo! We literally have one of, in my personal opinion, like from what I know, one of the most famous twin flame couples that started off as the twin soul poets that maintain that. I think it's a ridiculous honor to actually be on the call with these twin souls right here. The flames that I've been following via YouTube and I've watched them go from the stages of being under a thousand subscribers to blowing that out of the water. And I really think their career is absolutely cranking. I'm here with my twin Chloe as well, Vanessa. And I think this is something unique on this hot and heavy episode. We wanna say, hey, what's your name? Introduce us, like, bring us into a little bit of the, some excitement about what people wanna hear when it comes to twin flame, something that is just- Totally. Docs. Well, first, I just wanna say like, we're honored, Colonel Bobby and Vanessa, to like be talking to you all and to yes. be having this conversation and this synergy and connection, like it's an honor for us. Mm-hmm. And thank you for that. That was a that was a very awesome introduction, made me feel yeah. good and definitely like resonates with what we're creating. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you. And we are Twin Soul Poets. My name is Hamilton Ingrid. Um, we are love and relationship coaches. We are uh, spoken word poets. And on our YouTube channel, we create all kinds of uh, uplifting content around those topics. Um, we do uh, private coaching through our website, TwinSoulVoice.com. And we do live performances. And we're also actors word, as and well. And we're also actors um, in film and television. So, um, you know, we, we got our hands in a lot of different things. But um, we're really excited to talk about this topic in particular because this is something that uh, really means a lot to us. I think yes. it's massively important yes. for everything that's happening on the planet right now. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited to dive into it. And so where are you at? Yeah, I would like to know. I'm super excited to speak with you today because it's the first time I meet you here in Zoom and live and it's amazing um, to yeah. see finding together. And I'm super excited. How long are you already um, united as a twin flame couple and as well what would you say is your big mission together mm, wow those are great questions I, first i'd love to say that we just to celebrate um a thousand subscribers on youtube we released our way we met story on our channel twin soul poet so i would definitely encourage people because that goes into depth on our very like interesting journey of how we yeah, met the synchronicities and signs you know, if you're in a twin flame relationship, you know, like the synchronicities can get crazy and just really like amazing. So please check that out. Um, it's our way we met story, Twin Soul Poets. Um, but we met back in 2013 um, and married in 2017. Um, so we just celebrated our four year wedding anniversary. Okay, well, yeah, he said, he yeah. said we got our bachelor's yeah, we got our, in marriage. We got our degree in, in marriage. <laughs> And I thought that was sense because it felt like that. It felt like I got a degree because, you know, there's a lot of 
ups and downs on this journey. You know, it's, it's, I think we always love to point out that union is when it begins, you know, it's union isn't this place you get and then it's just like, I got union, you know, union is the start of the journey. Um, yeah. And I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, it's, it's amazing and beautiful, but sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it's like, man, like we've got to really, you know, make a decision to grow here because, you know, this is challenging us. This mirror is, is right in my face and it's given me an opportunity. So it's a journey, not a mountaintop to be reached. Right. right. Um, That's just sure. the beginning for sure. And it's wonderful and beautiful to achieve union, of course, and we help people who have the desire to do that open up to that frequency and that possibility but that's when that's when your journey just begins yes wow wow that that off the rip thank you for joining because that was hot and heavy even the beginning because i'm sitting here and i literally remember saying that exactly almost exactly that just like two days ago and i was like yeah. If you can imagine, you know how those heated arguments can get, like, or those heated discussions or those, like, moments of triggers and, and healing that activated. Yeah. And I swear that just came out my mouth when I was like, I was something like, what did I, what did I say? Think we are being tested or? I told, I told her in the morning, we were getting, it was a little hot early, like early one morning. It was like, yeah. too early to be this hot. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I said it, I was like, yo. <laughs> I'm looking at the transits. I'm thinking about what's happening. I was like, we're being tested. Today is a test day. Today, oh, yeah. Twin flame dynamic is no respecter of time of day, time of year, <laughs> time of the month. If you're a woman, like, you know, it just, it really doesn't. It's whatever, whatever that dynamic wants to teach you. You don't get this medicine. You don't get this lesson, oh, right? Yo, yo, yo. It's like, I didn't even have my coffee yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, so I thank you for sharing that. Hit me. Yeah. Um, no, I thought you were going to say thought, something. Yeah. So, so, you were talking a little bit, you know, we all want a sex magic podcast, right? And there's so many mm -hmm. taboos around sex. There are so many myths. There are so many people having disconnected sex, right? And mm -hmm. one of the requirements in a twin flame union is that all your toxic sex patterns will rise. Like any toxic oh, sex yeah. is going to show itself and it's going to say, hey, all these other Cracker Jack relationships you had is not gonna work right now. You, it's not the take it, take the toy out of the box type of scenario where like, this is a full instruction manual to your soul. So it really requires a soulful and emotional and a very beyond dimensional connected level of sex. It's no longer the act of physical action. What was this <clears throat> you're talking about? What is it called? Like bring me into this and help the people, the readers, the listeners. Yeah. So I, I definitely experienced that um, revealing of plenty of uh, toxic patterns for me that, that just didn't need to be there anymore. And it's interesting that Twin Flame Union even has the word flame like in the symbology. You know, I think burn it up. <laughs> the medicine of fire, right, is that it burns away things that are no longer serving us. It's sort of a, an invitation to allow those fears or blocks to burn away. Um, but yeah, our relationship has definitely been a constant learning experience for me in that way. Um, noticing a lot of the ego that I had wrapped up in sexual connection, um, you know, a performative sense of like, uh, I'm, I'm performing really well. I can look how much of a man I am that I can please you in this way and stuff. And it, it, all that was just in the way of a really connected present experience and you know it's something I still work through um but we came across I I 
I think you had read about it mm -hmm. like years before, but, but then I also came across um, this YouTuber who was talking about this book called uh, Cupid's Poison Arrow that was all about um, this sex practice called Pereza. And it's basically, in a nutshell, non-goal-oriented version of sex that sort of actively actually avoids orgasm, which can be a tough sell for uh, at least a lot of guys out there. <laughs> um, but it really, reading that book and hearing him talk about it, it totally flipped my perspective of sex upside down completely. And it's, we've sort of experimented with it, tried it. Um, it's definitely a, a journey of like learning through that. Yes. But um, I can say our few experiences with it have been really profound. It's and powerful. It's, it's I want to say it's an ancient wisdom. So it's not some new thing. I mean, this was based off, you know, very old knowledge. But there was a woman, I believe an Italian woman, who kind of brought the information over to the West. And there are books that we found. We found this one book from like the late 1800s where this woman is yeah. talking about this practice as a way to one, take the stress off for women a lot of the times at that time who were having so many children, were not able to have you know a sex life without that concern or worry. Um, and creating this idea that not only is the sexuality healthy for the relationship, but it's healthy for the community and the culture that when people are relating in this way, it completely changes the energy dynamic of the way people relate in general. It was such, yeah. and then so she even talked man. about manifestation and creation because it's creation energy that you're right. using in this. I mean, she went so deep and we're looking at each other like, gosh, this was written over a hundred years ago. And she's talking about things that are so relevant right now. Yeah. And that became something that was very fascinating to me was the idea that our sexual energy is our creative energy. It's the very same thing. Right. And, um, you know, for me as a man, especially like learning how to channel that properly and use it in a way that's mindful and that and intentional rather than just sort of compulsive or like a, a neediness kind of thing. And, um, you know, that I, you know, full disclosure, I came across that uh, video and that YouTuber from um, one of the patterns and things that was revealed to me for myself was that I was dealing with like a pornography addiction and how, you know, I think that's just this massive elephant in the room yes. right now for um, our society as a whole. And you talk about toxic patterns. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's hard to touch on that subject without mentioning pornography because I think it's a huge contributor to these toxic patterns of, you know, you think about especially like how available it is now with streaming and the internet and things and just so many children, their first introduction to sex is through right. things that they're seeing on porn right. before ever having received any real education about what it is and stuff. And any just, kind of like sacred initiation, because even yeah. like, you know, in schools you're learning just like the, the mechanics, but it's like where, what happened to that sacred initiation to that beautiful introduction to sex and sexuality. And we always talk about, you know, culturally, the way that we tend to look at and view sex, it's the tip of the iceberg. It's this much of this huge body of energy yeah. and potential and possibility. And you wonder, 
you know, has this intentionally been set up this way? Like, why aren't we educated in that way? Because when you start working power. with this energy, you start energizing your life. You start seeing things shift in your life. And it's like, we're not told that connection between, like Hamilton was saying, sexual energy and creative energy. So maybe there's a reason that this pornography is so free and accessible. Maybe there's a reason that we're not yeah. being taught and shown these, you know, things that could really that's, open our eyes to a lot of things. That's one thing. It's like that. So there's that one saying, it's like, if something is free, then you are the product, right? And, you know, it just makes you think of what, what is really going on with this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> I'm trying to be brief, you know, and I'll send it back to you guys. But it's just like, man, there's so much to talk about on this. Man. It's awesome. And we just talked about as well this week that we often think for having sex, we need that physical connection. But even we were as well saying, like, we can have sex without even having sex through different things, but we just get to know the definition of sex. We get through porn, through the media, through movies, and we get a definition of orgasm. And actually we already recorded a podcast episode around that topic. And I'm super curious to hear from you since you are practicing um, non-goal-oriented sex, what shifted in your perception about an orgasm did you feel that there yeah. a shift within you well i just want to say we're still really green in this exploration too so we've by no means mastered it yeah um but i think that you know a lot of the things that we've learned so far even things we even in tantra things like that they talk about the valley of orgasm for example so where you're noticing the more subtle shifts and and feelings that are happening physically and spiritually I think that there's all different orgasm isn't always just explosive thing it can be this kind of gentle meandering thing or i've had what i felt like where it was like a heartgasm where my heart just felt like blasted open you know and just mm -hmm. crying yeah. or i've um, experienced similar things too like where I, there was one time where i literally my whole body felt almost like numb and vibrating and like i couldn't quite feel my face and I had never experienced anything like that before. And that didn't come from like all this extra stimulation or like a, a sort of typical version of sex that we see. It was, it was very, there was a lot of stillness. There was a lot of presence. Mm -hmm. Just that it felt like a deeper, something deeper, more spiritual level happening. And I had never experienced anything like that. Um, this book, that we mentioned talks about the neurological effects of orgasm and sort of the chemical release, mm -hmm. the huge highs that happens, and then the and then the sort of hangover effect of that. And um, getting out of that cycle can be extremely beneficial to one's mood. Um, like a lot of the arguments and buttings of heads, sometimes they call it like the passion cycle, right? yeah. where if one or both people have had an orgasm within the last two weeks, they say how oh, you're that much more likely, like 90% more likely to start getting in an argument for whatever reason is like evolutionarily. Yeah, and because of the, because of kind of like the release that you've had in your head, you're kind of depleted. And it was just interesting to pay attention to that and be like, ooh, that argument wasn't surprising because we were in a passion cycle. And like, yeah. so that was really informative for us to like, maybe not take things quite as personally or just be aware, yeah. hey, we're in this passion cycle, we might have a little more tension. 
that was that was pretty fascinating. And also, like, I think another way to look at the orgasm that just kind of came to me um, is that it's almost like your true self or your divine self's excitement of being acknowledged and being seen and being like present with. It's almost like that part of you is like, ooh, like they're really, you know, kind of becoming aware of what's what's really beyond, underneath the surface. It feels like you can feel that divine excitement coming up in you. Um, and then sometimes, you know, honestly, they send the book, sometimes it's like washing paint dry. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot going on, but that's kind of a retraining of this, yeah. you know. It might be burning away stuff, so, you know. Right. You're, it's a retraining of this, oh, I got to get something. Oh, it has to be intense and quick and fast and, and, and heavy and hot and, you know, all of that. And sometimes and that's I, fine. And I've definitely had those experiences of feeling the frustration come up. And sure. Like, you know, like real visceral like just anger out of nowhere and just like you know um so it's interesting to observe all these things and setting that stage of stillness and presence allows that observer to kind of come into the room and be able to see yourself see your own patterns and to talk about them then as a couple you know after whatever and to not compare any experience to another each one stands alone that's a big thing i've learned like you might have this amazing you know, soul expansive experience one time and the next time it might be like, womp, womp, you know, that would, but it's like each thing has its own lesson. But there's so much that we don't know too. Like I recently went um, like, I think like 34 days without orgasm, which was a long time for me. And um, that experience, like I definitely felt more confident, more present, uh, more just like s- sort of stabilized mood wise and and there's so much that we don't know too like there like for men a lot of men don't know that like we can have orgasm without ejaculation right. there's like all kinds of practices where you can do that orgasm without release and you know obviously that takes training and awareness and education and stuff but it's like who even knows that that's possible you know um yeah i feel like i'm I'm with hamilton like it feels like the tip of the iceberg of this and like from some of the things we've read it's like i would love to try to get through like i think they say like 30 days if you can commit to it you'll really start seeing some deep shifts and changes and um even from the time that we've done it I feel like that's very true. So I'm very curious, you know, to see if we can, if we make it through that kind of length of time, I can imagine what kind of shifts in our outer world will mm-hmm. happen as well in our lives. It's just, it's like, it's not compartmentalized, right? I mean, my feeling is that everything is connected. So you start having that kind of consciousness and connection in your intimacy. And I feel like that kind of connection will flower out into your life as well. Oh my God. What an explosion of energy, even though this one doesn't need to be this massive ejaculation like we just discussed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there's so many angles that I feel like I wanna go with this. And if I try to stay in my more clear, focused masculine energy in the moment, I almost wanna hit like three points, right? Like one, I want to make the very clear mention, you've given so much respect to the literature and the information that you've read from other people. I want to let the podcast listeners know right now that the Twin Soul Poets have their own book. 
that I wanted to just sit there and say is going to be down in the description of this episode. So everyone listening, if you really have already enjoyed what you've heard, <laughs> okay, boom, they got it live on it. Wow. They have two books put together, one with her face on it, one with Hamilton face, that's Ingrid and Hamilton. And it says, Love Manifest and Hamilton yes. Trail of Flowers. Trail of Flowers. Wow, that is ridiculously creative. I know you got this lady, Vanessa, cranking over here because she loves all things creative. Um, so one, that's what I want to say. Get the book down below. Two, I do want to ask you guys to potentially read us a poem. You know, we look, to, we look at this Hot and Heavy Sex podcast show as a show, all right? We look at it as something to entertain, to educate, and a little bit of both. Right, so I really yeah. that I love you guys as actors. I've heard some of your skits. Um, one of the most infamous ones that I think of, I don't know what it's called, but it has something to do with slavery in some capacity. I remember Ingrid was like the, the Lovings was the, uh, the story of the interracial couple from Virginia in the fifties that sort of changed the laws on interracial marriage. Yeah. Um, that's probably our most well-known poem. We won an award for it. 2016. Um, yeah, that was cool because you know, they're, they're from Virginia and we're from Virginia. We saw this story and we were like, we have to write this poem. It doesn't feel optional. Like it's like, this is like a direct connection to us even being in a relationship now, our ability to be together now. It just, it kind of wrote itself. And, and it's a very, we always like to say it's a very palpable example of the power of love to create real powerful change in the world like they were two very humble backwoods Virginia people who had no intention of getting caught up into this world of the civil rights movement and everything but their dedication to just be together um changed, changed the entire country right. so it was uh as, as a powerful example of that that love is enough wow wow yeah that's a that's wow. That's that's my number two. I want you guys to do that if you feel comfortable. Not that specific poem, but to share yeah. your book. And third, as we come back from that pause, I would really love to hear maybe one from Ingrid, one from Hamilton. Hamilton, you were speaking about, uh, and I fully agree. And I was talking to Vanessa about this recently. Men being able to have multiple orgasms without ejaculation is major. Yeah. I think men being on live talking about this you and i let's say for this specific example hamilton is incredible so after the poem i would love for you to give like one real practical practice that people can actually try for men specifically and ingrid mm -hmm. you maybe after would like to share um one tactic around uh, forgive me i don't understand yes. what's the sex type what is the form? Crazy. I already have something for you, but yeah, I've already got something I'd love to share. Okay, boom. Um, I'll, I'll, really I'll, 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 anything? Yeah? What? Any, any, anything you want to add in? That was my one, two, three. I'll get no, their book down that's below. Okay, first two Okay. <laughs> so get their book down below, and we're going to now tune in full presence on Ingrid. Okay, I have, um, maybe we'll have time for three because I have this little short one. I think I was feeling frisky this day um, and thinking about Hamilton. And I wrote a little short poem called Be My Preposition. Ooh. Behind me, beneath me, above me, around me, inside me. Mm. That's the end of that poem. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's a little, that's a little quickie, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So this one's called um, My Goddess. And, um, 
yeah, it feels relevant to that deeper uh, sex experience. I feel like God when I'm in bed with you. Mm. Like that sparkle in your stare is a universe I just created. Everything we share has a taste of the divine. I love to marvel at your creative design, my love, my goddess. We make love, we make what God is. This is more than fairy tale, more than ancient stories. This is twin embodiments, the most ancient and eternal glory. Glory be to us and we, I trust, no matter how long I must wait to hold you again, fate has no concept of time, infinite patience. So be still, be gracious, goddess, remember that we create this and in these sublime spaces, our intentions become what our fate is. Thank you. Wow. I love that piece. If y'all yeah, can't hear it, I'm snapping right now. These <laughs> That's magic, wow. Let's see, you should do the... I gotta I got make a comment on that. All right, Hamilton has a request. Yeah, hit me. I want her to do this one. Huh? No, I just said I had to make a comment on it. When you were speaking, you actually, you, my body forced its way up to stand upright, to stand tall. I'm just <laughs> you get that Kundalini energy flowing up. And really like trying to impress this goddess almost. So that, yeah. that's what that power of that word just did for me. So thank you. And I'm listening. Yeah, I love that when poetry straightens your spine. Uh, uh, it's right. that energy flow through you. You know, it's allowing that energy to flow. So this is a, Hamilton is requesting this poem from me. Um, this is actually a poem that I wrote to him before he left for Thailand and like just kind of blew away with. I created a, a journal for him and I had collaged it because I'm really into creating stuff like that and had this poem inside. And I just remember his face and he just- yeah, She wrecked me with brought this moment. Tears. I, was, I was like- <laughs> And I opened it up and I, I read this to him before. Oh, not ready. Yeah, this is when we were in Richmond and, we knew that we were going to both be leaving. He was going away to Thailand and I was going to Atlanta to, you know, start my life there. So we didn't know we would connect again or, or what, but this is kind of what I left it, left um, him with. And so many of these poems and these books are poems that originally we had just written to each other right. with no intention of ever publishing, but we decided to. All right, this is called Blue, Green, Yellow. We played peekaboo with God last night. Gazing into each other's eyes, it was no surprise when God showed up. And he saw us seeing him, and she felt us feeling her, and it revealed us revealing its truth beyond all personification. When I and he and you and me and we no longer had any use for pronouns. Lying beneath him, arms open wide on an invisible cross, this was a crucifixion of the ego. As he penetrates my depths, I reach new heights, and I have a conversation with my 11th chakra. She tells me I am the universe. And he responds with the resurrection, rise, erection, rise into me. I am Isis, and I am here to collect the scattered pieces of you and make you whole again. Mm. Our union is a shooting star, bright, hot, beautiful, rare, fleeting, always remembered, always cherished. I can still taste the sweetness of you in my mouth, even though our last kiss was days ago. I leave your side and everything is more beautiful than it was before, and the world seems to celebrate this rendezvous of our souls. Always connected in our apartness, our souls trading the recipes for a savory life. 
I say goodbye to you at the door. My eyes saying what my lips were afraid to. I love you. I think your eyes heard mine. I think I first loved you when I saw your profiles. You were sitting in a chair and leaning into the words someone was saying like you wanted to become a part of them. You were so engaged in what was going on and you must have been running your hand back intently through your hair because it was sticking up this way and that and I just wanted to keep looking at you. Earth, wind, and fire saying that sounds never dissipate. They only recreate in another place. You are like a familiar melody to me. I know I've heard your song before. I love your poems and the resonance of your voice when you share them. I love your full lips and blonde hair and how my body opens and surrenders itself to you when you're inside me. I love your presence. I love dancing with you. And I especially love how a quote you shared with me about loneliness while I sipped wine and you drank a beer was the beginning of our friendship. Love, Ingrid. 4713. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can still feel it. That, that, that one got me again. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that. Yeah, yeah. it's been pulled through the, through the whole body. Thank you for sharing. Thank this. you all for being present with it. It's, it always feels good to share this. You know, one of our most powerful performances we ever had. We just read love poems. We did a whole set of love poems and people were just like feeling it. They were like, man, this is mm -hmm. like the best thing. And we were so surprised because we were just like, well, we could try this. You know, usually we do our performance pieces and all that. And I think Hamilton was like, what if we just read our love poems? And I was like, we can give it a try and see. And people were just. It created so much love in the room and like yeah. it was such a yummy vibe in there afterwards. And I always like to say like sometimes in the, especially in the performance poetry world, like slam poetry and stuff, people, I think, have this fear that love poetry is like cliche or corny. But when done right and just really sincere and authentic, it's like the best type of poems because it makes you feel love. You know, if you feel the love when you deliver it and open to that, you you You're hear that up. to yeah. everyone who's hearing it, and it's like, what's better than that? Everybody likes to feel love. Yeah, <laughs> I like the heads going simultaneously. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even notice it either. I was just, yeah. you guys, are I, was just, I was just yeah. listening, and I'm like, damn, like, yeah, she's right, he's right, yep. Everybody wants love, like that, that and, and I was shaking my head like that because. I don't know who said it or not. I really don't even think it matters, right? Like the whole twin flame thing, right? And it's like something came between us and it was like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want, I think she said it, who doesn't want to feel loved? Like it is that simple sometimes. Like who doesn't want love? Like, let's be honest. Like you're lying to yourself. There may be that one percent that just really don't, but if they got deep enough, is that the truth? Like. You know, so we, we tell ourselves a lot of stories, we tell us a lot of narratives, and I'm definitely one of them. Uh, you know, that one of my one of my patterns I had to recognize was my fear of intimacy and how it played out, you know? And I was telling Vanessa, like one of the ways it played out was like connecting with people right before I had a flight. Like it was like unconsciously something that would happen. Like <laughs> I couldn't even put it together. Like I was just on a plane, like, like or, or, and it didn't hit me until I had a partner then 
a reflection where now she was on the plane and I was the one being left behind and it was like, ooh. Yeah. Right? Like, so, then, woo! <laughs> that is supernatural. I'm right there with you, brother. You should share, um, so I love, I guess really briefly we can, but the, the idea about what you were told about the connection and the masculine and feminine. I think it's just worth saying that when we talk about masculine and feminine, we're talking about energies here. No matter how you identify, you know, this is this is this is an energetic thing. So, you know, we're gonna say man and woman because that's how we identify, but like it's really about the energy. But I love that this um, lesson that Hamilton learned when he was feeling that fear of intimacy and connection. Yeah, I just quickly, like, I definitely resonate with what you said, uh, Pernell, where, like, I definitely had that same pattern of, like, always falling for the person who is already in a relationship or leaving on some trip or I was about to go somewhere and the timing. And I think that was subconsciously I was attracting those kind of quick connections because it felt safe. And, um, but something that came up the quick connection uh, feels safe. Wow, you just hit me with another gym, yo. You dropping the gyms. It's getting uh, hot. Yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I feel you, dude. We put some, like, fire emojis popping up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> do it in post. <laughs> Insert fire here. <laughs> um, the, uh, something that came to me through a mutual friend of ours who teaches um, a lot of, like, the Toltec wisdom path of like uh, the flow of masculine and feminine. And it is like, you said, it's not about gender because we all have, whether you're man or woman, you have masculine and feminine energies within you. And there's a constant dance of those two energies happening with you and your partner, where, you know, sometimes I might be in the feminine and she's in a masculine power, you know. But in general, what the masculine essence wants the most is freedom. And in general, what the feminine wants the most is security. And uh, what this friend of ours shared with me at a time when we were actually in separation and we were taking time apart to not communicate and just to get go into self and get clarity on what we really wanted because we just sort of come to a crossroads where we're either going to continue on together or, or just go our separate ways. And... Uh, what this friend of mine told me was that like in the Toltec wisdom path, what they teach men is actually, even though your truest heart's desire is freedom and you think that you get that from, Run you know, away. going and being independent and being by yourself, the, the way that the masculine actually accesses true freedom is through surrendering to the love of the divine feminine, through surrendering to his partner that's the, so beautiful the one, and to just opening to that love and that's where the true freedom is actually found and man that blew my mind and just the timing of her telling me that was so spot on and you know throughout our relationship that definitely had it revealed to me a lot of different ways that i was kind of shackling myself you know a slave to my own limits uh fears you know addictive patterns whatever whatever you know limiting patterns all these things like those were the things that were keeping me from really being free mm -hmm. you know basically we capture ourselves like or we hold ourselves in a cage and 
I would like to add for the women out there because I think it's beautiful what you described and it's really our the job of us women to open up our heart for men and mm. give them the opportunity to lean into us with all of them but we are living in a hypercritical society we are always seeing just the mistakes what's going wrong we want a strong man but then we cannot see that we all fail in a certain capacity we all make mistakes and it's on us women really to remember and access our heart space um and our womb yeah. and um the connection between yeah. our heart and our womb to really let yes. them and in and let the man be the man he wants to be because I'm deeply convinced the man wants to nurture us women. He wants to be there for us, but he wants to do it in his own way. He doesn't yeah. want to have a list from us. Here, please do this, 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 this. No, yeah. <laughs> if you give him the yeah. he gives you the world, but he needs that freedom to do that. And certain times he does it in a in a totally different way we women do, but therefore we women as well are called to surrender and open our hearts to let that happen. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully said. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. No, no, I, 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 I gotta get, I gotta get one of these. <laughs> I need one of these. <laughs> that's the gold. I love it. Gold. I love it. It's like what? It's profound. And no. it's actually a great transition into your other two questions you had for me. Um, you were asking what what the woman or the feminine energy dynamic or you know someone who has that prominent feminine energy within them can do and it through this practice of Kareza specifically and some things that i had read that were really insightful for me it's to open to continuously open and open and open so like the best way i can describe that is a relaxation physically is an intention to open and to invite in, just as you're saying, Vanessa, like we're inviting in, we're, we're creating a safe space for intimacy and for his heart to open, for the masculine to, to rest in, but also allowing the, the masculine to have that direction, which they naturally, you know, will have, that, that is their instinct. And I think, you know, a lot of us women have felt like we had to go into our masculine to survive, you know, in our culture, the way that our culture is you know sometimes you've got to direct and you've got to figure and you've got to, so it can be hard for a lot of you know people who identify with that feminine energy to like you know and also to trust that and that would be the other big portion and Hamilton and I just talked about this yesterday the trust is essential and that is a process it's not just like trust you know what I mean it's just like that it's a conversation it's saying it's conversating and saying you know in order for me to provide this kind of openness trust is crucial and i had just such an awareness about that for myself it's like the more that we can cultivate trust between each other the more that that will um, play on our intimacy and how deep it can go because from i mean especially a twin flame relationship every time i think it's gotten to the most deep love we can get or the most deep anger we could get or the most deep um sexual experience we can get there's always more it's like this you know never-ending you know, it, it just doesn't end. So I think as a woman, especially during a sexual experience, whether you're practicing Kareza or not, if you can just have that mantra of open, open, because so many, you know, things, Kegels and tight and squeeze and, 
It's like, try, try actually relaxing all of that. And you may be surprised for how pleasurable that is for the guy, you know what I mean? It's like that, I mean, and I can speak firsthand for that experience of actually relaxing and actually inviting in and putting it. So if your body will start taking over, you know, if, you're, if you start trusting the intuition of your own body. And even on the energetic level, it's like, um, from what I learned through like that Toltec wisdom, it's like many, if you lean, if you're a man who leans toward that masculine energy, there's often this sense of like, you feel like a wounded warrior. You're entering into the world and you have to fight through life's challenges. And you, you know, there's a, there's a fatigue that comes from that and being welcomed into that open, safe, warm space of the love of the feminine is like, ah, oh, that's where the wounded warrior can relax and, and be, be uh, nurtured and um, not have to fight anymore. And, um, but it does take, that takes a tremendous amount of courage for the feminine to be able to open as vulnerable. Right, to open and your that's heart. why the trust and is And so essential. trust is key. And, and we, that's something you earn by being a very, by creating the safe space for that. Right, you know? that's the thing. And it comes through the day to day. It comes through following through with what you say you're going to do. It comes through um, how you resolve an argument. It comes through owning your mistakes. And, you know, that's something that we're both learning. You know, we're not perfect with that. But, like, the more that that happens, the more that that trust builds up. And that was just such a big, it seems so simple, but such a big revelation for me. I was like, that's key. You know, that trust yeah. there, that's how we can flow and, and, and ride through all of these dimensions that are opening up to us. But they're not going to, they're not going to, we're not going to see them if we're not in that space, you'll miss them completely. And I think that's for the best. I don't know that it's safe to go into those realms and those kind of layers and levels. There isn't a very deep trust there. Being open to that, being welcomed into that heart space, yeah. it's actually what allows the masculine to access his own heart space too. It's like through that, penetrating into that, you you are open to your own heart space and it just becomes this beautiful like feedback loop you know and sometimes i'm the one that's opening in my feminine and yeah I'm opening was... my heart and, right. and and embracing her in and and that's what melts her out of her masculine you know it, it, right. it's a dance it's a constant dance it's not a, again not a gender-based thing like there's so many uh, moments of tension that have just been dissolved through right. one or the other uh -huh. person, either me or her, making that decision to say, okay, they're in their defensive masculine mode and they're feeling wounded. I can open my heart right now and just, I don't need words. I can just, <laughs> right. you know, I can just hold them. And that melts it away. You know, it's like amazing the way that works. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you're hitting us with the magic. And you said some things that I want to make very clear on this episode um, to practice safe sex magic, right? Like, because everything we're speaking about right now, a lot of what we're talking about on the show is sex magic, right? Like, Hamilton, you talked about it. Like, the man even having, I talked about this with Vanessa recently too, like, the man even having an intention sometimes prior to that. Like, I don't think everything needs to be so like, like, I got to focus on my yeah. business before sex. But to have an intention, understanding, like you said, it's, God force energy, goddess energy that's being right. that can create a yeah. being. It's creation energy. This is 
very real. So everybody listen and understand what he, they said and what Ingrid wanted to advise as well. You really should not be doing this to such a level with your first date with somebody, right? Like they were not telling you to go out there and be this open. What's the word? How do you spell this word uh, of the practice of opening and opening and opening? Uh, it's not tantric sex. What is this called? I mean, they, it's talked about in a lot of different uh, modalities, including the Tao of sex. I don't know what it's called. I just remember reading the wisdom and being like, yeah, that resonates. There's been many different cultures throughout, like all across the planet that have seen and been very interested in like sort of the practice of uh, sexual retentness, particularly for the male, like retaining of orgasm or um, or retention from ejaculation as a as a mode of spiritual uh, transcendence. Yes, and um, that's been there's tons of success authors out there who talk about that practice of retention as being right. crucial to success, creating wealth, creating prosperity, whatever it is like. Tons of fighters, you know, Mike Tyson talks Athletes. about like, practice retention for leading up to a fight, and it gave him this incredible strength and you know just intimidation factor of like. So there's something to it, and there's a lot. I think many uh, men, especially, are sort of gaining like interest in it right now, and I think it's yeah. interesting because it, I think part of that is from the pornography industry has become such a problem that it's it's like while it's getting worse it's actually creating this need and this awareness for people to be like man this is like a real really messing me up right it's affecting the way i can show up in my life and i think the main thing is that it's so normalized that like a lot of people don't think about it but you know the question that hamilton read in the book is like try not watching it for the week See if you can do it. Can you make it? If you can't make right. it, if you literally can't, that's addiction. something to think about. You know, is this this become an addiction? Has this become something that you can't function without? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not here to pass judgment on on things in general. However, directly, I mean, there's studies, scientific studies done to show what it actually degenerates your brain. Like not figuratively, literally like degenerates yeah. and damage. Like you can reverse this damage, but it only comes from avoiding watching it because it's completely always sending off those signals and giving, it's, it's messing up the reward center of your brain to where you have to do more and more and more just to get that hit of dopamine to function. So it's, you know, that's a whole interesting um, exploration. There's so much information out there now, which is a great thing. If you want to explore more about Carreza, there's so much out on the internet now. That's I mean, more, Carreza. Can you spell that word? That's the word. Correct. It's a K A R E Z Z A. And there's also an interesting, if you YouTube it, I remember seeing, I think NBC or somebody had done a little segment on it and showing these couples who had started practicing and they were having trouble in their relationships. And they're like, our whole relationship turned around. It's the energy us. between us is so like sexy and, and fun all the time. And I will say this, like, it's not that you could never orgasm. It's like, if it happens, it happens. So it's not like a shame around it at all. Um, right. Sometimes they're saying that it'll just, your body just knows when that it needs to happen, or you might have that deeper kind of orgasm we were talking about, but it's not the goal. It's not like I have to get to this thing in order for the sexual experience to be yeah. worth anything. It's more so like you were saying, Cornell, coming 
to the sexual union experience with a mindfulness where you can literally like uh, a lot of the books that we were talking about talk uh say to um literally come together with your partner before engaging in sex and create an intention together like speaking out loud looking into each other's eyes we are intending to you know be present with one another or we are intending to use this to for healing help, help create healing for ourselves whatever it might be now you've you've set a shared intention and now you're entering into this i very much am with you cornell like this is god and it's creation energy you can literally create a life new life with this energy but if you choose to not create a child you can create whatever you want you know it's it's not just that you can create all kinds of things and being being mindful of that because you are creating something whether you know it or not so like actively choosing what am i going to create you know right and just being aware of who you share that energy with you know again if you're if you're in a space where you just want to enjoy sex and play and do that just do it consciously you know just just know that when you connect with someone that energy y'all you know you're carrying that you're 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 physical on a physical level that that exchange you know of, of bodily fluids and dna and all that like you're picking up some of this person's energy even just on a physical level but also spiritually just i think it's 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 wise to just be conscious of that you know and just and just respect your sexual energy and know that this is something very powerful that I'm sharing with someone. This is this is a gift we're giving each other. So let me just do that with some awareness. You know, I'm not, I think it's wonderful if you want to explore your sexuality, but just do so um, and, with the respect of yourself and, and the others that you're engaging with. And I do want to touch briefly on Pranav, you asked like a practical exercise for men if they want to try this like um, experiencing or, or sometimes called ejaculation. So, um, what I've learned and I actually experienced this one time where like I felt like I actually like achieved it where um, as you're sort of if you are feeling yourself getting close to orgasm um, there's many different practices where you can it involves breathing and flexing your abdominal muscles and pelvic floor muscles and as you're uh, maybe getting close, you would flex those muscles and breathe deeply and um, drawing the energy up and allowing. And as you practice it, it basically is a process of practicing where you're getting closer and closer to that moment of release and then, you know, flexing those muscles, pulling the energy up. And I had one time where I had been learning about that and whatever and just in the moment i thought as i felt felt it coming on i thought mm, i'll try the, the thing you know and i did you know sort of flexed those muscles breathed up in the mo in sync with that uh orgasmic feeling and just had the intention of bringing that energy up through my spine up to like my crown basically and it felt like this explosion in my brain like so it felt like surrender but like total yes. surrender right yeah yes and i and i did not release i did not release and i did not ejaculate but it felt like an orgasm in my 
brain and in my mind's eyes. His eyes like lit up. I mean, it was what like his eyes changed. And I was like, I almost remember being, being kind yeah. of scared. I was like, oh shit, like what do you know? Um, and that because was... it's such a powerful uh, burst of energy and women can do it too. So I think it's 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 nice to like practice on your own if you're doing, if you have like masturbation or anything like that because it can be hard with a partner to do it. So it's like your partner doesn't owe you to figure that out. It's like right. work with yourself and see what you can do and then come together. Um, but reading about it, there's all kinds of like forums and stuff that will give detailed instructions on like right. David Data has right. great books on how to do that. But it's basically like that Kundalini energy. Same for women. If you get feel yourself getting close. Um, you can pull that energy up with the same, that same, if you've ever done Kundalini yoga, that squeeze, you know, um, down at the bottom and you, then they say your, your anus, your sex organ and your navel all simultaneously pulled up and breathing in that energy up. I started having experiences of feeling it go up my spine, feeling it up in my jaw. Like, you know, you start exploring these energies yeah. and you're like, wow, you know, you can actually channel this and yeah. move it like a like an avatar you know it, it does feel like god energy like i would say that experience was wild like I, it was a very visceral feeling of like oh this is what like divine masculine is like mm -hmm. i i that poem that i read the my goddess thing i feel like god when i'm in bed with you but that was kind of like i think i wrote that after that experience and i i really felt that way i felt like i was looking at her and just seeing straight through her and like the piercing awareness of like full presence full like yeah like i'm here you know and i've never felt anything like that before i, I know and it's just like man we're just scratching the, the surface. surface that's one of the things i'm gonna say it's like we've just barely touched this and i want to emphasize that too we are not like you know masters of this yet i'm not not you at know, all not be, but we're definitely explorers and we're definitely interested. We definitely have the intention to see where this goes. So that in and of itself is exciting to me to know that I have a partner who's willing to kind of traverse those depths with me. Oh my, oh my God. Yo, whoa, what the hell? This is, this is literally for me the most hot and heavy episode that we've yeah. absolutely had. Like I, I'm mind blown. More fire, more fire. I'm out. That's the twin flame union. You get two twin flames on one call. I got to call a timeout. Ingrid, I know you got your time. I want to respect that as well. And what I want to do is actually, I want to give you guys a gift on the way out. All right. So beyond the fact of like, we want to say, hey, look, check out their YouTube channel. They are absolutely exploding on there right now. If you're a twin flame couple listening to this, check out their book down below in the description. Go ahead and just invest in that because you hear them talking. That's the energy going into your space. Here's a gift. So Vanessa's a numerologist, and it's one of the things she does along mm -hmm. with Ayurveda. We want to just give you a gift. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We want to calculate yeah. the relationship number, yes. give you one little gift, and then we're going to go ahead, wrap this up, get out of here. I think we got to have you on for a whole other episode down the line. I think oh, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to come back. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> we can <laughs> talk and talk and talk. It's just such a fascinating thing, especially yeah. with another Kumsling couple. The energy is just lit. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's just it's yeah, yeah. there's so much knowledge out and it's like a perfect way really to start with this practice and I think it's amazing that you shared that even in your sense you feel like you haven't mastered it yet but yes. I feel like you're already masters in it <laughs> and besides who's a master whenever you're doing the practice and I think that's for me the magic.
doing the, doing it and not just reading about it listening yes going into the active practice and then you are a master it's that easy yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great success is in the trying in right? the willingness yeah so if you want true. to give you. quickly your birthdays that would okay so this is fun our birthdays are one year and one day apart so um do you need the year too yes or please. just okay i'm june 27th 1985 and i'm june 28th 1986 wow so you like older woman Hamilton. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we figured out that the last couple we had in our podcast, he was like, yeah, I like older women. And it's funny because you're the next guest after that couple. And it's just funny because <laughs> dynamic. The, the woman was one year older than him. Uh, quickly calculating one second. This is really cool. It'll 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 probably be stuff you already know, but it like gives a little extra clarity in a way that you may not have thought mm -hmm. of. Perspective. Yeah. What yeah. life numbers? Like, have, are you familiar with life path numbers? Like, do you know your life path numbers? A little bit. I had my only familiarity comes from like diving into a numerology book in Barnes and Noble one time for like thirty minutes, and I was really interested. But that's all I know. <laughs> there's a magic to it like you know you already know that i do astrology really heavy and it's like the link between numerology and astrology i mean it's like everything else in the cosmos it's it's all linked yeah. you can figure out yeah. how so there's a very precise link to it and her and i have been combining this in our relationship coaching and our relationship space the astrology with the numerology and it's been just mind-blowing what comes up it really been just insane love it it's amazing. So I, I work a lot with these numbers and okay, I need one second. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I definitely like if there is a language of the universe, I believe that, you know, it would be numbers and three, three, mathematics, three. And, you know, it's just uh, there's a clarity in it that you don't really get from language. Right. It's okay, true. so I got it. So, um, Ingrid, you are life path number thirty-eight, eleven. Okay. So, oh my God, we're we're so close. <laughs> we're so close. Eleven is the master number, so that's a really special number. Nice. Eleven, like it's really connected to spirit. It's a spiritual leader in its highest mm. form, and you have two times the one. What? yeah makes it even more powerful my mom is a life path 11 i live with her he's a life path 11 he has a different combination of the numbers up front so it makes a slight difference of like how you approach things in your life so yeah. I, I would describe them in my own words they are like magenies i call him a magenie as well magical creatures Ah, not everything makes sense in our earthly uh, common world so yeah a lot of people struggle with their earthly viewpoints and you just know it you cannot really describe it, uh, describe it. you see as well a lot of visions probably like really visually you see different yes. things yeah. yeah for everyone should be floating sometimes be like yo i see it you see it <laughs> 
I think too is like, you know, with being a cancer, like a lot of things I feel, a lot of things I feel energetically and, and have get senses of things and yeah, you know, I've had all kinds of interesting experience. I definitely relate to the spiritual teacher um, you know, title, I guess, because that's I've always felt uh spirituality has never felt separate for me. It's always felt like such an important part of life, even from a child. I just remember that that's always been a fascination, but it's always been really important for me to nurture that. So that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, totally characteristic. Like the 11, they probably as well, they grow up in circumstances, even they are forced to go through really painful childhood experiences. For mm -hmm. example, my mom, her dad um, made suicide very early. So there are always things happening what wow. really it can happen. It, it doesn't need to be that dramatic. It can be mm -hmm. as well. Um, there's a different sense of how we receive traumas i don't want to measure yes i'm very sensitive yes, yes. so um it wasn't necessarily that intense but i definitely relate it was the way i received any kind of intensity anger trauma arguments things like that happened around me was so overwhelming to my energy yeah. body i think but your entire yeah. nervous system the, is high, the high they can fly the down the low they can go so it's yeah. really sometimes an up and down no, like, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not There's no slope. Like, you'd be, oh yeah, you'd be like, yo, I feel like life is just like a fairy tale, and then it's like, yo, this is hell on earth. Like, <sighs> okay. hell's going on. <laughs> but now I'm moving on to you. So you have the 44. What is a really building and nurturing energy? That Capricorn. That Capricorn placements you have. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> slowly and steady um, nurturing and building and you have already as well the four before in the 40 and a zero what kind of makes a four really strong for you like a really strong meaning what could be there's an indicator that you're sometimes a little bit um, rigid or you don't want to shift the direction it could be it don't need to be there that's just a thing what can happen with the four on the other side they are these step-by-step builders what's beautiful because and this is really important for you to go step by step not to skip any steps and if you mm -hmm. go along that path like you are flying and you're really a, a very nurturing good base you're, for, you're probably the ground uh, for an 11 like you're the ground for her. Like when she can be floating too high, like you really become her stable rock. Cause Vanessa does that for me as the 11. She really is my stable rock. When sometimes like the feeling is just too intense. Like you have that ability mm -hmm. to help her be like, hey, this is okay. Mm -hmm. Like feel safe, so. Yeah, but I want to give you, hit you with your um, partner number because that's not that easy to find. When I combine the 11, what's a one plus one plus four, I get the number six. So your shared couple's number is the energy of the six. So in general, the, each and every number has an energy and six is the energy of love. Like it's a Jesus Christ energy. Like it's a unconditionally love energy. They just wow. love families. They love to give, <laughs> they love the love. And yeah. it's a romantic couple. For sure, they have a really ide idealistic, romantic vision of their relationship. Um, they really crave harmony in each and every layer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they are really um, trustworthy. They are committed, and it's very important for both of them. So, if yeah, there's some lag, it could get a little bit itchy. Um, but if they share that trust, it's like perfect for them. The goal is to create a family and to keep the tradition mm-hmm. and yeah. to, to actually live them. What is as well like showing up, you actually yeah. you actually go into the practice of this new sex magic practice. Yeah. Not just reading right. about, you're exploring it, you're doing it. And yeah. it's really important for you um, that you live both the man and the woman. Um, that you are not always in your roles, like you don't have kids, but you don't put yourself always in the box of a man and then a woman, as you were describing, yeah. both the energies and exactly that's super important for that frequency yeah. of the six that you share and you shift yes. your energy. That as well, she can yeah. be in her masculine and he can be That's in totally spot on, yeah. That's yeah. important. I think I can see, you know, whenever we have a family, that that would be very true for us and very important to have that dynamic shift, especially with the work that we do, you know, both as actors and things. Sometimes you'll have to be caretaker or I'll be caretaker, whoever is being, you know, in those roles that they can be kind of fluid. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's spot on. Yeah. And yeah, one little thing for the end, what I can give you um, with on your journey is that you really take yourself time for your desires and for um, your emotions rising. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. you create magic here on Earth. I already can see it. You are creating magic on Earth and yeah, taking this. Thank you. And so are you guys, you know. We just love working with and collaborating with other twin flame couples who are sharing these kind of messages. It's like I said before, like love is enough to create real powerful change on the planet. And, you know, that's been a journey of ours, like stepping into knowing our own value too. And I think I just see you guys prospering and I wouldn't claim that for you right now, like the prosperity, the abundance coming in for what you're offering to the world, because it's what, like we said, like what can be more valuable than spreading love across the planet? That's what, that's like the most powerful thing. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to do that. And to, we, like you said, we try to speak from our own experience always mm-hmm. and integrity and authenticity is like number one for us. Yeah. We don't claim to be masters about any of this stuff, you know, but we're always going to be authentic and share from our experience. So anyone who's booking coaching sessions with us or seeking guidance, like, that's what we speak from. We come from what we've experienced and what, what we went through. And- yeah, and what we learn. And I think like, you know, kind of circling back to the beginning of like that the union is just the beginning. It is a day-to-day, moment-to-moment decision to show up. And every day we're learning and we've fallen flat on our faces a lot of times. And, you know, in those times, like we have to, as individuals decide, okay, how am I going to show up? And you just trust the other person's going to do that. But I can't at the end of the day control what Hamilton does. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like, how am I going to show up? And I think the way that your partner shows up 
greatly can um, can inspire the other to do. I know that when Hamilton really commits to a practice or really working on himself or, or his spirituality, that that makes that is an invitation to me and, and vice versa. So I think that's just a, a really important thing to remember is that every day it's it's that decision to show up and show up for yourself and show up for your partner, whether you're in a twin flame relationship or not, whatever kind of relationship you're in, that accountability, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean the trust doesn't mean that you never make mistakes with each other. It just means that you know that when mistakes and falling short does happen, that you know you're both committed to doing what you can to fix those things, to find healing, to find resolution, to show up and say, "Yeah, I messed up," and here's what I'm offering to do to fix that, and here's how, how I'm trying to get better. You know, mm-hmm. and um and you grow through it together. Yeah. And that's, that's been my yeah. last fire. That's the been my last couple of days, man. I've been like, yo, Vanessa, I just fucked up. Like, I, I got it. Like, you're right. Like, like, I can't go anywhere. There's nowhere to run. Like, I'm like, you're right. I, I just fucked up, period. Like, it was just that simple. Like, I recognize it and it sucks. I'm gonna swallow this in my own ways because I recognize what I need to do and how I need to show up in different ways. So. I wanna, I wanna really again respect Angry. I know you got, you got your obligations to go out into the world and spread that selfless love. The number six, your relationship. So that's a little gift we wanted to give you. Thank you for hearing it out. Thank, thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was awesome, Vanessa. Thank Absolutely. You for that. And we gotta have a We gotta have a part. Mm-hmm. Two. We gotta have a part. Gotcha. Two. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for no question. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to come back together with you all. Thank you so much for, for inviting us on. It's, it's so nice to connect with you, Vanessa, and meet you. Like, you know, Pranabhava, you already know. Like, we already do. Yeah. It was good. But um, this is even more awesome. Now we have this, like, twin flame, powerful, yeah. you know, energy going on. So I, I can't wait till the next time. But maybe, maybe some of your audience will have ideas of what they'd like to hear us talk about. If there was an area that was really exciting to them, like, maybe we could go deeper there. Um, and and make sure anyone listening right now, make sure you hit these guys up, Cornell and uh, Vanessa, like that what they are offering together, like I could say again from our experience, the reading that we got from Cornell that where he read our charts and the kind of guidance and like insight we were able to get from that was like profound and it was very encouraging and like um really led us in the right direction these these are really powerful things that you guys are working with right. and you can watch that reading on our channel actually we have it up um, yes. definitely go and check it out it's yeah like twin flame astrology reading and it's, it's just yeah. it was really fascinating a lot of fun so thank you guys so much thank you big love i'll see you have love, a beautiful love, day love. enjoy the rest of your day and we will definitely be getting back together really soon absolutely i'll see you soon y'all all right peace yeah.